Hello everyone and welcome back to Scottish and Scared. I'm Stephanie and I hope you're all doing very well. I would like to first apologise for my croaky voice. I am very sick at the moment but that is neither here nor there. This week I have something very exciting for you. As I've said before the show is taking part in the Scottish collaboration which is a bunch of amazing Scottish content creators coming together to promote one another and hopefully help you find some new Scottish podcasts and small businesses to fall in love with. Tonight's episode comes from Everything Coincidental podcast, a podcast that covers all things paranormal with a fun, light-hearted twist. The hosts are lovely and I've actually spoken with Fee, who is such a sweetheart, so please go show them some love, follow, subscribe, review, all that good stuff, and I hope you enjoy the episode. everyone and welcome back to the Everything Coincidental podcast. It's no coincidence you're here. I'm Abby and as always I'm joined with Fee. Hello. <laughs> we hope you're all doing well and today we're going to be chatting about, well I'm talking about the speaking tree slash oracular trees slash trees of the sun and moon. They're all the same thing but they have different <gasps> names and Fiona's talking about the El Chupacabra. <laughs> <laughs> For those what? who don't know how to... Oh, you're going to... Oh, gonna sorry, say? on you go, on you go. <laughs> For those who don't know how to pronounce it, it's Chupacabra. So if you want to break it down, it's C-H-U-P-A-C-A-B-R-A. So do you want do you want me to say it and you can say it back to me? Yeah, go on. So ch 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 pa a ka Bra. Bra. And then I'll be like Joey. I'll be like Joey. (laughs) I was hoping you'd get that. (laughs) You're not speaking Chupacabra. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Uh, I'm excited for this episode because I know nothing about the Chupacabra and Fiona didn't even know what I was doing until just now. So, Yeah. yeah very excited and I'm sorry if I clear my throat during this everyone um, just in case I've still yeah, got you should be COVID, ch- <gasps> COVID chest that's so mean <laughs> I'm going to start smacking the mic really hard or biting it she sometimes <laughs> bites the mic and it makes the most annoying noise <laughs> and Abby hates it she goes stop it and I've started like grinding my teeth on the mic it's really disgusting that I do that like it must be so infected remind me never to touch your microphone <laughs> Is that this is actually yours when we met oh, Stephen? Yeah. That is actually um, I switched them, so you've been you've been licking you've been licking the one I've been spitting. I don't like mine, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I'm gonna start us off. So the speaking tree, aka oracular, oracular trees, aka trees of the sun and moon, are tree trees that are basically considered as a cryptid because they've been depicted in cultures all over the world and they've never been able to be disproven or proven and that's like the definition of a cryptid I'm pretty sure oh, okay. um, from what I looked up online anyway that's what it said <laughs> so yes yeah, so there's like been stories 
from all over the world, but to name a few, a few, England, Scotland, Greece, India, China, the Arctic, South America. Of course, there's some Native American stories nice. and also there's some Islamic lore that talk about these types of trees, which I think when there's so many cultures that talk about the same thing and depict mm-hmm. the same thing, like all individually from each other, it gives more weight to them being real because back in the day, they wouldn't have the means to communicate with exactly. like people from different places. So I just think it's very interesting. So I'm going to go through what this, like a little bit of background on the trees, like what they were used for in different places and what like this a little bit of the stories about them i've got like the main one i'm going to talk about is the indian uh one which is the tree of the sun and moon so people would come to the trees and worship them and ask them questions about their lives and they'd basically be able to prophesize what was going to happen in their future and like they talk back to them in a human like voice and um like the prophesized future historical events and all that sort of thing so it's really really interesting and like all the stories that i saw about it are about the trees prophesizing stuff or like saying this is what's going to happen in the near future so yeah it's really interesting that all these stories from across the world line up um so are they like you know how you see pictures of trees like shamanic trees or native trees and the tree's got a face in it and all that sort of thing is it that or is that just like an um, artist's rendition I've not read anything that says they've got faces on them. Um, there's a little description. There weren't really descriptions of the trees apart from the Indian tree of the sun and moon, which we'll get into later. Um, but, I mean, they could have, but it's, it seems like information on these trees is quite limited, which makes me suspicious. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Cover up. That <laughs> so, was so gruff. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> Um, so first of all in England the trees were like allowed to speak with druids and people who had like a gift for divination anyway and like so apparently druids would uh, consult oak trees for like uh, like if they wanted to know what was going to happen or if they wanted an insight into what decision they should make or whatever they would talk to the oak trees and the oak trees would give them an answer back like this is what you should do or you're this is going to happen to you like that sort of thing super interesting another story a greek story is there's apparently a story about two philosophers arguing beneath an elm tree in ethiopia and then the tree started speaking to them to like interject in their um argument like just like I've got an opinion on this. Um, but the annoying thing, so all these stories are going to seem like I've put no effort in, but every single one of these I looked in to try and find more of them, and this is literally all that's on them online. So I'm like, well, where are people getting this from? If that's like, oh, because I typed in the Greek talking elm and like nothing came up apart from this tiny sentence I've just read you. It's really bizarre. And see, when you're saying that the tree talks back to them, does it like, talk actually talk back like how we're talking right now yeah so it talks back in a like human it says a human like voice but like what? speaks to whoever in the language and they can hear it out loud it's not in their heads they're hearing it like it's out loud no it's out loud and we'll get to that oh. um, later but okay yeah super weird uh, in ireland uh, a tree can help a person look for a leprechaun's gold <gasps> mm-hmm. <laughs> although normally the tree doesn't know where the gold is 
whatever that means. No one does. Yeah. Again, I looked that up more, couldn't really find anything on it, so I don't know where that's came from. But anyway, this one probably has more weight behind it. This is the weeping date palm tree, uh, and that's uh, Islamic lore. So apparently Muhammad was delivering when he used to deliver his sermons. He used to do it like leaning or standing behind, uh, standing in front of a date palm tree and basically they built like a pulpit somewhere else where he started to go and give his sermon and like the first time he went to do it they heard a crying noise and they noticed it was the tree uh, behind them and he went and basically embraced the tree and he was like he was saying oh the tree's crying because it's not getting all the religious knowledge and stuff like that that it used to get and apparently like all of his congregation saw this and like um it's like it's recorded in like authentic islamic scriptures and stuff like that as being like a true story that happened and lots of people witnessed it so i thought that was really interesting the fact that it's included in like their scriptures and stuff mm-hmm. again just puts more weight behind it as potentially being true um but it's just really interesting how they're all i don't know it's just fascinating yeah <laughs> see with the the tree there you'd think that it would have knowledge already because obviously the trees were here before us and you know how they're meant to be like a sort of gateway from the ground to the sky yeah (laughs) i know um i think it maybe you can still learn i guess yeah and i think it potentially like it's kind of making it out like it wasn't aware of the knowledge that Muhammad was like talking about about religion and stuff but obviously religion's a kind of man-made thing if you will um mm. so it could be that like hearing the stories or whatever but I just thought that was interesting potentially yeah um now on to the good bit which I went down a rabbit hole with oh. <laughs> so the Indian tree of the sun and the moon it told the tree the future and basically it was a tree that like two parts of the trunk spoke depending on the time of day so in the daytime it spoke as a man and then the nighttime it spoke as a female and basically the way it worked is apparently like when the fruit it worked with the sun and the moon but when the sun was just rising it would oh I just knocked the mic, sorry. Uh, when the sun was just rising, it would speak. Then when the sun hit about midday, it would speak again. And then when the sun was setting, it would speak again. So like the sun side, oh. the male side would speak three times. And then same with the moon. When the sun, the moon was just rising, it would speak. When it's midway in the sky, it would speak again. And then when it's setting, it would speak again. So like, it's not like um, people were going up to it all day and asking it questions. There's like three times a day or six times a day, if you include both, where you could ask the tree like like what's the deal what's gonna happen um first credible encounter is marco polo who no way yeah was a venetian merchant merchant who believe who people believe to have traveled across asia he apparently saw and witnessed the tree and he described it as being tall and thick with bark that is green on one side and on and white on the other the wood of the tree was yellow and extremely strong apparently there were no trees near it for miles and the locals like worshipped it because they considered it to be holy which is understandable i mean if you find a talking tree that tells the future <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so that's the first credible like mm-hmm. source i guess again 
this was all a long, long time ago, so you don't know what's been skewed, what's been mistranslated, what's been mm. whatever. And that moves on to the next one, which this just blew my mind, but <laughs> there's a lot of like smoke and mirrors about it. I don't know if this is true, I don't know if it's not true, but I've got a little bit to say about it. So Alexander the Great oh is said God. to have visited this tree. Um, apparently, so basically there is this letter, which is like a letter from Alexander the Great to Aristotle, but people largely think this letter is fictional and was written wasn't written by him but it's when i was looking up like are the stories in it true like what who made it why did they make it like why did they write this pretending to be alexander the great i couldn't find much on it unless i don't know if i just didn't deep dive enough into it but i was really struggling to find it however i did find this um uh, the letter from Alexander the Great to Aristotle is considered to be apocrypha I don't know if that's how you say it which are the works usually written of unknown authorship or doubtful origin the word was first applied to writings which were kept secret because they were vehicles of esoteric knowledge considered to be too profound or too sacred to be disclosed to anyone other than the initiated um, it was later applied to writings that were hidden not because of the, their divinity but because of the questionable value to the church what does that remind you of mm-hmm. Celestine yep. Prophecy so I just thought yep. that was really interesting because again struggling to find out what the deal is with this supposed letter and then when I looked it up it said it's considered apocrypha I think that's how you say it um, which is like it could be that it's unknown who it's written by but also it's to do with things being too profound or like stuff that doesn't help the church so I just thought you'd find that really interesting and I went down a bit of a rabbit hole with it um, the information the best. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the information on this is like very mixed mm-hmm. um, but basically Alexander went to the tree with like 10 of his friends and with some people who spoke like the native tongue at that time um, and basically he asked I don't think he asked a question the first time actually but the tree um, said to him you will die soon at the hands of your friends then later they he asked again I think it was when for the moon one he asked um, if I'm going to die soon am I going to get to be reunited with my mother and my wife am I going to get to see them again am I going to return to like my home and it said King Alexander you must die in Babylon you will be slain by your own people and you will not return to your lo- to your mother and then again later he asked like how long have I got left again I think he asked about his mother again and the tree said the years of your life are at end you will not return to your mother but you will die in Babylon after a short time your mother and wife will die badly at the hands of your friends your brother too killed by those around you do not ask about these things any longer you will not hear anything more about what you ask so all very interesting however the most interesting part is that Alexander the Great is believed to have died of either malaria or being poisoned he's believed to have been poisoned by either one of his wives one of his generals his half-brother or one of the cup bearers all people which are close to him and could be considered friends like what the tree said 
um, it's impossible to know how he actually died because to know that people now would have to look at his body and of course there's a big mystery of where Alexander the Great's body is so nobody can tell now how he died so of course that's a big mystery um this i just love this story he did die in babylon which the tree said um his mother later a few i think a few years after his death when people were fighting over his throne was stoned to death by families of people who he who she had killed so she did die in a horrible way his wife and kids were executed at a later date by cassander who basically he took alexander's throne and had killed his son because his son was the heir to the throne obviously um alexander and cassander knew each other but they weren't close friends but again it adds weight to what the tree said it said um your brother too killed by those around you so and what are the chances right that the basically his body is what could prove the existence of this tree what are the chances that his body is missing that could prove the existence of the the speaking tree i know it's really interesting and again Mm -hmm. i don't know the accuracy of this story i don't people online seem to say that the letter is fictional which it may well be but i just thought it was really interesting regardless that both marco polo and alexander the great are linked to this tree in india which tells the future um something i wanted to touch on uh, it was funny i found about this tree recently because like just before i found out about it my dad was talking to me about how intelligent trees are and basically um apparently it's been discovered recently that trees can actually communicate with each other and they can like they've got like a whole network under the ground so like if say one of them has a disease they'll send signals under the ground to the other trees and be like um look i've got this disease do what you need to do to protect yourself from it and the trees will accordingly change what they're doing to make sure they're protected by it so i know that sound seems kind of unrelated but if they can communicate to each other in that way and they're smart enough to do that who's to say mm-hmm. that back in the day when people's minds were more awakened to stuff and we weren't being dumbed down by social mm-hmm. media and the news and all that who's to say that we couldn't somehow communicate with trees as well i just thought that was really interesting yeah. and well i mean aren't trees probably one of the most ancient things on the world it would make sense that they would have these abilities oh my god no and so lots of and lots of um like religions and cultures really like look up to trees and respect them and all that no sort of pun thing intended. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's just incredible like i think they're just incredible um i was gonna say creatures but they're not creatures they're trees but like mm-hmm. trees are just amazing and um on shamanism as well they use them to go to the underworld and like they're used mm-hmm. a lot in that sense it's just amazing and i think they're definitely as if not talking trees i think there's something to it as in you can find wisdom from the trees i yeah. very much believe that and i think still today that's probably the case my grandpa today was actually talking to me he's a christian and he says that he goes he rides his bike up the country and he goes and sits under his prayer tree oh so even he like mm-hmm. even though maybe his views are that god has given him the messages he still goes and sits under a tree to pray mm-hmm. i don't i don't know i just thought that was interesting now onto my theory oh <laughs> if you're a, a wisdom of- is treeling <laughs> <laughs> if 
if you're into Lord of the Rings, you probably already know what I'm going to say. My theory is the Ents are real, which Ents are the talking trees in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, right. I've not seen that in years. Right, okay. So, basically, as soon as I started reading this, I was like, oh my goodness, this sounds like Ents from Lord of the Rings. I was getting all excited about it because I'm a nerd. And um, then when I was looking for information on it there was a bit underneath that had the comment section everyone was like Ents are real this is proof that Ents are real uh, and the last thing I want to leave off with in honour of one of my favourite characters in Lord of the Rings is sounds like orc mischief to me and that's all I'll say for the, <laughs> the, for the Lord of, of the Rings fans <laughs> <laughs> the end <laughs> the, and scene scene <laughs> That's so interesting though. I'm genuinely picturing like like an old old native pictures of trees and the trees have got faces in them in the in the trunks mm. and like people are talking to them. Have you seen that sort of picture before? Do you know yeah, what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about? Definitely yeah, yeah. know what you're talking about. That's what I'm picturing that these things looked like. So see in Lord of the Rings, could the trees walk and stuff? Yeah. Or was it, yeah, yeah, I thought so, yeah, yeah. So the trees weren't originally trees, but they like herded trees and then the more they did it, the more they became to look like trees. I think that's how it worked in this. But yeah, mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings is has a lot of symbolism and stuff like that in it. It's really incredible. But yeah, that was just my little, it was just a little funny thing at the end. But oh, um, <laughs> yeah, what do you think about these oracular trees then? I thought you'd love it because it's so different to anything we've talked about before. Yeah, and it's like it's not an actual like monster either. Mm. It's there to it's there to you know, it's not out there leaving all these trails and mysteries. It's there to try help people, yeah. essentially. Oh, maybe that's what we're doing wrong. Maybe we need to go hug a tree and ask it yeah. for some advice. <laughs> but it's so funny because I had never heard of this before, but I've always I always remember thinking even when I was younger and I know it's a thing that a lot of people say, is that there's wisdom in trees and I think I don't know they're just there's something to that and that's why I just love this idea so much okay it must be because I don't know if the thing to count the age of a tree is accurate where you count the rings within the I think it is system. is it right well when you think like there's so many really old trees and it's like they must have so much knowledge I guess in them when you yeah. think about it yeah I mean look at those big ones that are in the big forests in America that you can't even put your arms around yeah you know, they're massive them, is it like California and all that? They're huge. Yeah, I think so. Ah. Yeah, I know the ones you're talking about. Yeah, they're mm. unbelievable. It's um, incredible. Mm. And I think we could learn a lot from the trees. <laughs> well, maybe when people are taking mushies and they say they hear things from the trees, that's what it is. It's actually those talking trees. It could be. Actually, when I was looking at like uh, the website I was looking at, had like theories to debunk. It was like psychedelics. Oh, no. <laughs> no. But then we know psychedelics might not be what we thought they were, that we because we learned that at the conference. So yep, that is very true. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I definitely think there could be something in that. I don't see why not. And plus, like loads of people, like the, I guess the hippies and stuff, yeah. big on trees. But I suppose they're not like something we could go by. But then again, if they were taking psychedelics and psychedelics, psychedelics aren't just drugs and maybe are some kind of gateway, then it would make sense. Yeah. I definitely agree with what you're saying. I think the whole tree thing is very plausible. And like I said, it might not even be that it, the tree is talking out loud. It could just be when people's minds were more open to things. They were more aware of what 
energy the tree was giving up or they were more able yeah. uh, to interpret what other creatures maybe wanted or were saying like I know that sounds very woo woo but I do think that our compared to back then I feel like our brains are very limited in what they can do yeah. because we've got so many other things distracting us yeah we're very closed off and like I mean it's not the most woo woo thing we've said let's be honest so no that's true I think uh talking trees is more plausible than anything else we've talked about probably <laughs> more plausible than time travel a sasquatch that can portal um <laughs> like... <laughs> oh man that's funny oh I kind of wish there was a connection to our things now maybe maybe there is maybe this is all connected like what we keep saying but we'll never know or will we? Dun, dun, dun. This is where Fee's like, I secretly looked up this tree too and I found out it's connected. <laughs> and the tree is called a chupacabra. <laughs> uh, I just love saying the name. <laughs> it is fun to say. It is. Um, well, shall I lead us into the chupacabra talk? Go, go for it. Watch, watch this, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but... Um, so yeah, the chupacabra is a Spanish word and it means goat sucker. Goat. I, I forgot to pronounce the T there. Goat sucker. And it's essentially, I know, stupid, right? These monstrous beasts, they're from um, Latin American folklore. Um, they are said to basically drink the blood of um, goats and other, um, what are they called? Wild, not wild stock. What's it called? Livestock. Livestock. Close to wild stock. <laughs> and our livestock so essentially there's been like loads of reports like throughout the years of just um again like animals being mutilated in farms but they've been totally drained of blood but there's not been you know like if you were to bite something and the blood would come scush like scushing out it'd be everywhere well there's like no there's nothing there's no signs like it's just the animals not got blood in it oh it's like a vampire right so it's essentially a vampire which is why it's like put under the vampirism sort of category because it's like the first kind of animal type thing apart from vampire but i don't know if vampire bats actually drink blood i'm not too sure on that no, but I don't know. it's that sort of thing they essentially drink the blood of other animals um but i've got here like loads of loads of different information so it was first sport it is sported jesus i'm doing well somebody's wearing it <laughs> Sports sported at Fashion Week London 2012. <laughs> Wearing a chupacabra. <laughs> it was first sighted eh, or spotted, whatever, um, in Puerto Rico back in 1995. But I will get on to the timeline and stuff later. But um, first, I wanted to talk about different sightings, as in what people think it looks like. So. Like I said, it's been sighted in different places. So Puerto Rico, Mexico, um, some sightings like mainland America, like Texas, places like that, but also like as far up as um, Maine, which is East Coast. And there's been sightings in Russia and the Philippines, which is interesting because apparently in the Philippines, there's something called the Sigben. There's something in the Philippines called the Sigben, which is similar to the El Chupacabra. <laughs> And it's a hornless goat. So there's like a weird goat connection going on here. Yeah. Um, but essentially in like Latin America, it's described to be like the size of a small bear. And it's like re- like a reptile. And it's, it kind of like walks like a kangaroo. Or it, like that's how it, now kangaroos are like, no one can see me, but I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah. They've got the wee arms out. 
the way arms out and the, yeah. the bouncy bounce that's how it's meant to like move and it's got like spikes down its back and all that oh. sort of thing yeah Creepy. but right but in like texas area as described as being like a dog type creature kind of sounds similar to a skinwalker can i say short short front legs at the front but mm-hmm. the long legs at the back and it's like all unbalanced and it looks like um like shaved it's not got hair but it's like a mutated dog but scientists have debunked it saying oh it was some kind of um disease that um white stray dogs had and it was the stray dogs that were attacking the livestock which definitely in cases i do believe yeah but stray dogs don't drink the blood of no, other animals say. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah it makes no sense um so yeah that is some like things of what they're described of doing but they also leave behind like again the the foul odor and like people feeling like nausea and all that sort of thing around the areas so again wait for it wait for it it is characterized as being the southern like the southern southern america i'd say southern america's equivalent of a sasquatch what are the chances that i would find something else <laughs> that was the equivalent of a sasquatch and the reason why that is 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 because apparently in some cases it's described as a monkey type creature but not a monk but not a monkey and i'm like this is weird so in some places like it's like a lizard kangaroo some places it's like a dog and some places it's like a monkey now did you ever see <clears throat> scooby-doo viva la mexico <laughs> i think that's what the film was called probably yeah it was so. so good well it, it's episode it's like film character was a el chupacabra and that is that, that was the first thing time i came across a chupacabra um back as a child and i remember thinking it was so cool and in the film it was like a sasquatch which is really weird that they would choose that depiction of it yeah that is interesting yeah especially if it says here in the information i found that in like mexico and stuff it was more described as the lizard type thing so it's strange that they went with that in the film anyway mm-hmm. it's a cartoon whatever but there was a scene in it and i was talking about it the other day there um where the the chupacabra <laughs> is on a roof <laughs> and fred starts shouting get down you bigfoot wannabe <laughs> so that's really funny i know it's so stupid um but yeah however so you've never heard of it before not once I've heard briefly. I've heard the name, but I don't know anything about it. Okay. Okay. Well, good job. I'm here then. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, basically, I'll move on to some um, accounts and stuff then, because um, I wrote down quite a few. They're within the timeline essentially, so I can read out both. Um, so sorry, guys. I'm going to be reading from a sheet of paper. So this is from. I'm not going to lie, I don't know how accurate this website is and how trustworthy it is. I think it may have been some kind of like, like college students' like reports or something. Um, I'll link the website in, in whatever we do. But this... <laughs> and you know it somewhere. <laughs> link it somewhere and you'll find it. Um, it was by some guy called Tito Armstrong and he made this in 1996. Woo! Shout out. <laughs> Um, so essentially, in the early 1970s, in a place called Brownsville, Texas, a rancher first found a dead bull drained of blood, but there was no blood or no tracks around the body. Um, fast forward to mid-1970s in Rio Grande Valley, South Texas, sightings of mutilated cattle, blood removed to the last drop. I think it's so strange because you'd think that there would be like some kind of like something left. 
anyway how do they get it all out well, that's it that's it but we get to it because there's a potential link to wait for it aliens yes! yeah, i knew you were gonna say that <laughs> but i didn't know any of this before i researched it so what are the chances it's a say <laughs> what are your chances it's a sign and uh, what are the odds of that are like our catchphrases <laughs> Like, see if you heard voice notes of me and Abby every single day. We just message each other, being like, "It's a sign," <laughs> and then nothing ever comes of it. No, nothing <laughs> happens. <clears throat> Universe. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, in 1994, in Puerto Rico, uh, there was a four to six little greys found under someone's bed, and they chased them out of their house with a broom. I thought that was weird, but this is the wee alien connection. So little greys, I think, are a type of like small kind of alien. Yeah. Um, anyway, it was a report published by someone called Joyce Murphy, if anyone wants to look into that further. Um, moving on swiftly. Um, 1995, again, more livestock were found with chest punctures, this time with three holes in their chest, drained of blood. Um, and then it hit in 1995 that people were blaming chupacabra <laughs> for over 150 animal uh, deaths does chupacabra mean anything or is it just a name people have came up with um, so it means goat sucker um, right, did you already say that I did yes Sorry. Um, it's okay <laughs> she's obviously not listening to me so <laughs> I, I, wrote it. <laughs> I, know, I know it's so much I wrote it down here so I think chupa maybe means goat and then cabra means sucker or, right. or chupa means goat and cabra mean whatever right but one of, one of those ways around and then it translates to goat sucker um right. yeah so quite a strange name really but it's really fun to say yes <laughs> el chupacabra <laughs> i need to stop that um yeah so i'm going to fast forward to the parts in the timeline now that have the actual good stories so 19th of November 1995 in Puerto Rico uh, the beast was said to have killed livestock and then burst its way into like the farmer's house um, broke broke stuff in their house um, and left like a big chunk of like white meat Ooh. on the windowsill along with like slime and like a foul smell it apparently had big hairy arms looked kind of like a monkey big red eyes and then they watched it like smash the stuff about and then leave and totally vanish it's really bizarre mm-hmm. check this the exact same day another resident then saw it attack their family dog um, again looked like a monkey but wasn't a monkey kind of ran like one but didn't have a tail and was around four feet tall mm. so the thing I don't get is how can it look so different in all these different places Art, well, the other like, thing that confuses me is looks like a monkey but not a monkey what does that even mean <laughs> what does that mean yeah well i found some pictures of it online about how it's kind of depicted to look so what i'll do is i'll put them on the instagram post i'll also send them to you mm-hmm. um so i don't know if this is why there's the, like the alien connection but the alien theory that i have found is pretty cool and um, which i will get to but this one they were said to have not attacked like humans before and it's just animals they go for but this one the person got attacked so <clears throat> get ready <laughs> 21st of december right at 3 a.m and this was in 1995 the story starts the man was out washing his car i'm sorry why are you out washing your car at 3 a.m like i'm already questioning the uh, yeah. 
the credibility of this story. <laughs> I totally agree. So he was out washing his car. He got grabbed and attacked from behind. He turned around to try fight the intruder off and realised it's what, it what looked like a big hairy gorilla monkey man was around five feet tall. Um, he tried to fight it off. It eventually ran off, and he like looked down and he had like cuts and everything, like claw marks, sort of scored across his abdomen. So that was a strange one. I wasn't sure I really liked that one that much, but we'll go with it regardless. <laughs> this is when it's getting near to the UFO stuff, but also I feel has the connection to the Skinwalker mm-hmm. uh, because essentially, actually the same time. December 1995 uh, a pregnant cow was found dead and mutilated had no blood in its body at all and it had no organs its organs had been all totally like taken out but again there was no blood or anything lying around the cow had been cut from like its tongue all the way down its body to like essentially its ass everything had been taken out the baby cow had been taken out the reproductive organs had been taken out absolutely everything and i thought didn't you say that about skinwalkers that that's been reported apparently with skinwalkers sometimes they'll remove the reproductive organs Mm. and that's it weird yeah bizarre yeah and apparently again like the skinwalker there was like keyhole precision precision in the cut like it wasn't there's talks that like it's been occult people that were doing it or satanists and stuff but at the amount of the amount of killings that there was in like one day for animals they said there, it was impossible that it was a bunch of humans going around doing it also if it was satanists i don't think they'd care to make it not messy mm-hmm. exactly they'd probably want the blood everywhere and stuff like that yeah then again, no offence to Satanists, because we don't know what you do, so maybe we should do an episode on Satanists. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, bear with me, this other one's weird, and then we'll get to the alien theory. So, May 9th, 1996, a seven-year-old boy and his family um, noticed their front door had randomly opened in their house, um, and at that point they saw a three to four foot creature with scaly skin, clawed hands, red eyes, and a row of spine, like spiny spikes, you know, like Mm-hmm. kind of bony spikes um, running down from its skull to its um, bottom of its back um, it was in their house apparently it mumbled and gestured at them <laughs> and then <laughs> then proceeded uh, to like beat up the house you know trash the house and then like jump on the little boy and like stand on his chest and stuff um, and then leave <laughs> See, when you said beat up the house, I just imagined it like punching the house, like the wall. <laughs> Give me your lunch money. <laughs> Give me your lunch money, punk. El Chupacabra. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, You know what I mean. Like, trash the house. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I just, that's I like just, that. When you said it, that's just what popped into my head. <laughs> makes so much sense now. I'm picturing that Pokemon that's constantly wearing boxing gloves. I don't remember what it was called, but it was like a wee aggressive thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so apparently it left a, like a musty wet dog smell. Um, and apparently it's similar to the... Like, how it looked is similar to the New Jersey Devil, which is a cryptid... cryptid how, how do you say it? I can never say the word. Cryptid in New Jersey, which um, I'm not going to go into because... We're talking about El Chupacabra. That's a story for another time. <laughs> for another time. Satanist versus the New Jersey Devil. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, that would make sense, because the devil. Aww. <laughs> I thought you did that on purpose. No, I didn't. 
fun. Right, okay. Enough on to UFO theory. So, as always, when these sightings have happened, what has also been sighted at the same time? Like, sighted at the same time? Lights. Yes, Santa. Santa's an alien. I mean, that would explain how he gets around the world so quick. (laughs) And it's not reindeer. It's just like little grey men. (laughs) (laughs) Red noses. (laughs) (laughs) E.T. Phone home. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Um... Yeah, so strange lights in the sky have been reported, UFOs have been reported. Some theories suggest that El Chupacabra could be the alien's pet that they let out and stuff. I don't really believe that theory. Oh, he needed to be, so we let him out and he just drank the blood of some cows. Whoopsie! <laughs> um, but yeah, so apparently uh, Dr. Carlos Soto stated that the wounds that were found um, on all these animals had regular patterns to them where it's like a tiny tiny incision had been made in all these animals heads from like the skull and it would go straight into the brain and it would kill the animal straight away so that means when the blood was getting taken out the animal was dead and it didn't like feel anything apparently this was found in a lot of the cases and it suggested um, like intelligence because whatever done it was intelligent enough to know to to essentially put that animal out of its misery before they were going to steal its organs. So they're saying that it could be some kind of alien intelligence where they're taking the stuff and doing experiments. Um, well, but have yeah. they heard that before with aliens about thing? I'm pretty sure I've heard about things having their blood drained. That's why when you said uh, hmm. about it, I was like, aliens. <laughs> alien connection. Well, I've got another quick article, like alien connection article here, and then I will like close it off and then end on the little funny that I've got for you. But um, the alien article that I had was quite strange because apparently, like in connection to it, the government have captured chupacabras uh, before. <laughs> uh, before. Um, but the article was like, oh, it's been covered up. Of course, it's been covered up. Blah blah blah. Um, so on the 18th of November 1995, a luminous disc, some, some that makes no sense. This grammar's terrible. 40 foot in diameter, with a row of dark windows around its centre rim, positioned itself over the antennas of the radio sta- station in this town. Um, the electronics in the area, you know, all went kaput as they mm-hmm. do, and then chupacabras were then sighted like not long after that so they're saying that could they have come from the spacecraft or or like you know are they linked so it's very interesting a female witness also observed the creature um in the early days of november as well the creature meaning the chupacabra with the ufo so there you go i know but what i'll do is i'll I'll link i'll link did you say that's a tree intriguing oh intriguing <laughs> See, no we're not talking about trees right now Abby. <laughs> that was earlier <laughs> el chupacabra is actually a tree <laughs> it's interesting it would make sense if they were linked to aliens because if they're not just like a creature then like when you think of aliens you think of slime and all that and didn't you say in a few of the reports there's been slime or like that sort of substance left behind that would make yeah. sense and i guess it would make sense as to how in some places they're cited as being 
different types of animals, I suppose, because you get different types of aliens. So yeah, yeah. Um, I did reach out on Reddit, and a few people on Reddit got back to me with their encounters and stuff, which was really interesting. Mm. Um, one person said that some some local guy or whatever um, used his pet goat as bait and shot one of the chupacabras down. <laughs> She like before it could get to the goat. She did send us in the picture. However, when I tried to access the picture, it wouldn't let me access the picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How weird is that though? Um, so yeah, why does that happen every time we're researching stuff? They're on to us. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I have a couple pictures that I sent you, and yes. I'll post. Um, if you can have a I'll look. open that up now. Yes. Essentially, a guy sent these in, these pictures in on Reddit, and he was basically saying, "What the hell is this?" And if you look, it does kind of look like it's standing up like a kangaroo, but it also really kind of looks like it's a monkey as well. Can you see it? Yeah, it's weird. It it's confusing me that like it kind of looks shiny. Like, see if you look at where the head uh-huh. is, which makes me curious. I don't. I, I can't, it's such like it's so hard to make it out properly. Yeah. I mean, but that's could really it be, interesting. See the way it's kind of leaning forward. Could it be someone on a bike pedaling, leaning forward? Uh, it could be, but then there's the thing that looks like an arm or something, which is Aye. like. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I it's don't... quite. It's a kind of confusing picture. Yeah, I it's wish it was better creepy. quality. So. Yeah. The, Which, the interesting thing is, is this was in Estonia, so that's not even obviously in America at all. So, mm-hmm. yeah, with these things that, like what you were saying earlier, with the trees, with these these things being in different areas of the world, it just adds to the credibility. Mm. Now, I don't know if chupacabra is real. I'd like to believe it is, but I mean, if it got disproved, I wouldn't be that heartbroken. As a, as a, as it would be if someone disproved the Sasquatch, which obviously they can't do because Sasquatch is real. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's just, I think it's because of the film and stuff when I was wee. Yeah, so yeah, the, yeah. Mystery, the mystery of it since then. But um, what do you think? What What do you think? I'm interested. I don't. Mm-hmm. I kind of don't understand how it can be the same thing if it appears as something different in each place so how is it a monkey in some places how is it a lizard in other places how is it like kangaroo like like that's a part that kind of makes me be like is it not saying that those encounters aren't real but being like is it the same thing Mm -hmm. or is it something else um but i do i am intrigued by it and the alien connection i think is the most plausible part like I definitely think it seems like there's something to that because there is like a thing with aliens draining br- blood and not leaving a trace of having done it. So it'd make a lot of sense for that. Um, I'm intrigued. I don't know if I'd say I definitely believe or I definitely don't believe, but um, yes, I'll think about it. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I stand with you on it. I think if it was going to, if any of the things that it apparently looks like is going to be accurate I'm going to go with more the kind of lizard kangaroo thing because then it would make more sense that it would be connected to an alien just yeah because and if it, it looks get... like a monkey then isn't it like just a Bigfoot in that case exactly or just a monkey 
<laughs> uh, but no, like I, I totally agree. Um, well, I just wanted to round the segment off then with um, a little thing I want to call El Chupacabra Made Me Do It. <laughs> <clears throat> Essentially, I found a couple articles online and it's just people going out their way to blame like cryptids on like murders they've committed. So recently, <laughs> a, a few, I know, right? A few days ago, a guy in Oklahoma has been arrested and for, jailed for first degree murder but um, he said like the Sasquatch made him do it that it, he was out fishing with his friend and apparently when they were out fishing his friend summoned a Sasquatch to kill him so he had to then kill his friend in return before the Sasquatch could come kill him <laughs> what? <laughs> right? so the guy was just out fishing and then he got murdered because his pal was like oh you just summoned a Sasquatch <laughs> Yeah, and then the, the other weird one I found was some boy had been watching some vampire film so much that he had convinced himself that the vampire queen in the movie had been telling him through the movie that if she killed like if he killed his friend, she would make him immortal, an immortal vampire. Um, so he killed his friend for this fictional character. <laughs> And then, obviously got put in jail and stuff, and then was found dead like a year later. So clearly he killed his friend because he was obviously insane or or whatever. And then didn't get the immortality he was promised by the Vampire Queen. So, I, it's, I don't even know what to say about things yeah. like that. Yeah. So I just thought it was a wee stupid thing that I thought, that's funny. A wee. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, don't you be blaming the trees when you murder me. Okay, I'll blame Sasquatch as well. <laughs> no, Squatchy loves me. <laughs> she was killed by the thing she loved most. <laughs> Love hearts. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But yeah, that's that's all I've got. But um, if you want to find out more about El Chupacabra, I would recommend watching Scooby-Doo, uh, Vivo Rexco. <laughs> the most credible source you'll find. And if you want to learn more about the trees, uh, watch Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Great, there we go. Recommending <laughs> good movies and yeah, good times. <laughs> well, if you don't have anything else to add, then I guess we should close it out here. Thanks yeah. very much for listening, everyone. And make sure you follow us on Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll hopefully have stuff coming very soon. There have unfortunately been some delays in that <laughs> realm, <laughs> but. <laughs> It was the bloody chupacabra, I tell you. <laughs> we need to find a tree and ask the tree when it's going to happen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Remember when we went into the woods and that tree started creaking and it was so scary? <laughs> it was so scary. But it's the, it was a timing of it. So we went into the woods. It was quiet. Then all of a sudden it just went... And we went... <laughs> I screamed. You screamed a little bit. You yeah. were so brave in these situations. <laughs> I just get so scared. I'm the level-headed one. <laughs> And I run away like him, Scooby and Shaggy. Like, yeah. I'm Velma. <laughs> You're Velma. My glasses. <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah. So, yeah, do all that stuff. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Thanks very much for listening. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.